Hello and welcome to the Artist Appeals, the podcast where we attempt to answer the question, how do you make money with your art? How do you make a living doing something you love? How do you turn your creativity into a profitable, sustainable career? We interview everybody we can get our little hands on here at the podcast, from CEOs of large craft companies to editor-in-chiefs of creative magazines, gallery owners, photographers, glassblowers, conceptual artists, anybody and everybody we can talk to, including author-illustrators, and we put it all together in short little podcasts and under the acronym APPEAL. Try and organize it, if you will, for you. I'm your host, Erin Sparler, and today I'm playing around with a little light music here as an introduction. Thought you might enjoy some nice swingy jazz tunes. And today I want to talk about your style, your artistic voice. What is an artistic voice? How do you find it? How do you develop it? This is a question that artists have been asking for centuries. And I actually recorded this episode earlier and then deleted it. I'm kind of mad about it because it was good. But we'll try and keep it a little bit shorter because that one was 14 minutes. So let's talk about how do you find your artistic voice and what is your artistic voice or style? Everybody knows Van Gogh, right? Everybody knows the story of the tragic, tortured artist that cut his ear off. And everybody knows his artwork, the spiraling strokes and marks that make it so distinctively Van Gogh. Starry night, cafe on a Parisian street. You see that and you know right away that it's a Van Gogh, right? You can tell Van Gogh because it's a Van Gogh, because he has a distinctive style. Same thing with Picasso. You can tell Picasso because he had a distinctive style. That's your artistic voice. It's a collection of patterns, of mark-making patterns, of colors, of textures, of distinctive things that hold your work together and make it distinctively, uniquely yours. Well, how do you do this? How do you create a style? How do you find your artistic voice? The best way to do it is create work every day. But today I want to give you another tip or trick. This is how you do it. To find your artistic voice, to find your artistic style, you need to look at lots of other work. Then you need to make a rule for yourself. So most artwork, most styles now this is my personal observation from teaching art for a long time most isms if you will impressionism post-impressionism modernism all these styles end in ism right on the end they are all either a rejection of a previous style or an expansion a growth an um, an outlaying, a, a, an expansion on a previous style. So what do, what do you do when you reject something? If you're a teenager and you're rejecting what your parents did, you do the opposite, right? That's what a lot of styles do is they look at a previous style and they say, nah, I don't like that. 
I don't like that subject. I don't like the way you did that. I'm going to do the opposite. So for example, with Impressionism, one of the reasons it's such a famous movement is prior to that, the majority of artwork was um, very smooth, very realistic. It required layers and layers and layers of slow drying oil paints being built up over time, over days, weeks, months, years, to create these highly realistic renderings. Then photography came along, and some people said that photography would kill painting, because painting up until that point had been all about realism, the depiction of religious scenes, religious stories, historic um, battles and historic events, landscapes, um, still lifes, all of these things were, those were the acceptable topics. The acceptable topics were religion, history, still life, and portraits. You did not go out and paint the everyday man. You did not paint the working class. And you sure as heck didn't paint prostitutes unless it was a biblical scene. So the new artists looked at that and with the invention of photography, it opened them up to try something new. Photography actually allowed painters to explore new ideas. The Impressionists looked at the work before them and said, we don't want to do that. That's not the subjects we want to paint, and that's not the way we want to paint it. Also, another contributing factor was tubes of paint were now more available, and so they could go outside and they could paint everyday scenes. Um, they could go to the dance halls and paint the dancers. They could capture things that were more fleeting. And so they transitioned, they rejected the previous accepted styles. When they had their first show, they couldn't get into the salon. So they had their own show because they were rejected. A critic came in and said, these aren't paintings, they're just impressions of paintings, and hence how we now have the style, the name Impressionism. Now, Van Gogh was actually a post-Impressionism, uh, post-Impressionist, as I, if I recall correctly, and he expanded on that technique. So, post-Impressionists took Impressionism and grew it further. The stroke patterns, the um, texture of the paint and the mark making became even more pronounced. So they took something and made it more so. So those are the two ways to find your artistic voice is to look at something and do the opposite or to look at something and expand on it. All creativity is a synthesis of other things. You cannot create work in a vacuum. And if you listen to some um, great, there's some great TED Talks about uniqueness and creativity. Nothing in this world is 100% unique. Your experiences, the things you see, hear, listen to, all percolate in your brain like coffee. And it drips down through those grounds and comes out as something rich and tasty. And maybe a little bittersweet too. So... I'm going to give you another example, another story of how I came to where I am with my personal voice or did a collection. So I work in collections. I create a lot of work in a collection at one time and it will be one style or one voice. Now you can have more than one artistic voice. Don't let people tell you you can't. 
And don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed into one voice your whole life. You can transition and develop your personal artistic voice into different manners. You can go off. You can have branches off of your tree, if you will. They all come from you. You are the rootstock, but you can have branches. Um, So, for example... I used to create very layered artwork. I would take in-camera multiple exposures. I would do focal length shifts and they looked very impressionistic and lots of different symbols and stuff in them. And then I also used to do art journaling, which tends to be very layered as well with collage and paint and detail work and lettering, right? But it takes a really long time for both of those things. One, I've got to go out hiking to do, and the other one takes hours and hours to create. Well, I had my second child and I was no no longer able to spend hours and hours creating, but I needed to get back to that zone, that state that we all love and experience in artwork. It's called the flow state. It's what, um, athletes experience when they're in the zone, right? Where time passes quickly. It's a wonderful, almost euphoric state where you just are so focused on what you're doing, time slips by. And this is a wonderful thing and it's very calming, it's very relaxing. And so I decided to look around and you can do this too. Look at Instagram, find artists you love and want to follow. Look at their style and ask yourself, what can I do similarly and what can I do differently? How can I either do something opposite of them or how can I do something that expands on what they're doing? So for example, with my circles collection, I was looking for something to do and I was looking at Instagram, a new art style that I wanted to, that would involve me and and fascinate me. So I was looking at Instagram and I started to see these 30 day challenges, 60 day challenges, 365 day challenges where you challenge yourself to create a thing, whatever it will be for 30 days, 60 days or an entire year. I saw a lady do 365 days of clouds. Well, what happens when there's no clouds? You still have to make something. So you've got to get really creative, right? Then I found a woman whose moniker or handle on Instagram is Ann.Lines. For several years now, she has been doing simple line drawings. They're entirely composed of lines made with pens. She's out of the UK. She just uses a regular journal. It's a lovely journal. Um, probably sometimes white paper or cream paper and a fountain pen or a colored pen. She might use two different colors. Her work is spectacularly minimalist. I loved it. I was fascinated by it. And she was doing this day after day, year after year. And so I asked myself, how could I do a 365? That's the, I want to do the same as them. I want to do a challenge, but how can I do it differently? So what is the opposite of line? To me, a line starts at one point and goes to an end point, right? You're connecting one point to an end point, a start point to an end point. That's the geometric definition of a line, but a circle, A circle is a line bent back on itself. It has no beginning. It has no end. What is the opposite of line to me? You can't get further away from line than circle if you ask me. So I decided that I would draw 
a circle every single day for 365 days, an entire year. And I was also familiar with the practice of Zen Enso painting, which is a um, old, old technique in Zen Buddhism of drawing a circle in one stroke. They use sumi ink. They're all over the places. You can see them a lot in uh, yoga studios. I do yoga and tai chi, so you see them all over the place. In fact, it's kind of, um, you know, an overused symbol. You'll see them on yoga mats and everywhere. And so I thought, well, I'll start with the Enso. But how can I make it different? So you set yourself some rules. My rule was I'm only allowed to draw a circle. But then you allow yourself to change other things. Maybe the substrate, the paper you're working on. Maybe the um, medium, the paint, and whatever. So in my case, I was only allowed to make the one shape for an entire year. Just a circle. But I tested out white paper watercolor paper, gray paper, um, black paper. Then I started changing the medium. So I tried watercolors. I tried watercolor filled pens. I tried glitter pens. I tried gel pens. I tried white gesso. I tried walnut ink and how those things changed the artwork. So make yourself a rule. Say, I'm going to do this and these things can change. Does that make sense? So you're setting yourself some guidelines, some boundaries, some rules that you cannot break, and then you're setting some rules and boundaries that you want to deliberately break. You've got to know the rules in order to break them, right? So that is my challenge to you today, is to decide what you want to do, what next collection are you going to create? What will the rules be? And to go out there and to make your own artistic voice, your own style or ism. I can't wait to see what you do. You can follow and see my circles on Aaron.circles on Instagram. You can tag me with at Aaron.circles. If you want to show me what you're making, I'd love to see it. Thanks for listening. Today's rambling has been brought to you by The Artist Appeals, the podcast where we attempt to figure out how to make a living with your art. And I expound on this notion of the rules and the themes and finding your artistic voice in the full online course, The Artist Appeals, at theartistappeals.com. If you want more details, let me know. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in tomorrow's short rambling. I'm your host, Erin Sparler, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.